And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. General Mills, makers of kicks, invite you to beat the band. If you can. It's Ted Weems and his famous men, presented by General Mills, makers of that famous ready-to-eat corn cereal, Kix. K-I-X, Kix. Kix, of course, is the new cereal that comes in tiny, round, golden bubbles. The delicious, crisp new cereal that's quite different from any other you've ever had in all your life. And the show that Kix presents is radio's new novel and fascinating musical game, Beat the Band, featuring Ted Weems and his music, Marvel Maxwell, Country Washburn, Perry Como, Red Engel, Parker Gibbs, and Elmo Tanner, who join with Gary Moore to bring you this opportunity to win cold, hard cash when you beat the band. man who has the interest of the people at heart, Gary Moore. Well, thank you, Fort Pearson. Hello there, everybody. And Fort, you never said a truer word. I have the interest of the people at heart, and I think the questions that those people sent in are really going to beat the band. Now, of course, General Mills will pay $10 for every question used, but those questions that beat the band win double money, $20 and a case of kicks. But first now, let's meet the band we have to beat. How's about music? Right, Gary. Ted Weems and the boys offer this bit of rhythm to the listeners whose questions beat the band. You're a lucky guy. January 1948 AD certainly is a red-letter day on your calendar. For today, General Mills, new ready-to-eat corn cereal, Kicks, introduces a new show. And I do mean new, because today, Beat the Band makes its nationwide debut. 
We hope you're going to like Beat the Band, and we hope, too, you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of kicks. It really is one swell breakfast food. I'll vouch for that. Not flakes or shreds, but something really new. Tiny round golden bubbles. That's what kicks is. Tastes a lot like popcorn, only it's deliciously golden brown and crisp. And with a marvelous appetizing new flavor that, for my money, simply can't be beat. Try it, will you? Discover for yourself the many unique, delicious qualities of kicks that have made this new cereal over the past two years positively the fastest-growing new cereal from coast to coast. secrets now, Gary. How do you beat the band? By force, the listeners just send in questions which can be answered with the title of a musical number and send them to Beat the Band, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, the boys in the band try to give the answer. That's simple, isn't it? It seems so. And $10 is paid if the question's used. That's right. And double money, $20, plus a case of kicks if that question beats the band. Now, of course, the man who answers must give the correct title and play an identifying strain of the song. Well, how's about a sample? Well, all right. Now, boys, here's one. What tune is recognized as the most famous of the blues tunes, and who is the man responsible for it? Let's see the hand. Huh? Now, there's Red Angle's hand going up right here. All right, Red? Uh, St. Louis Blues. That's right. And who wrote it? Uh, uh, W.C. Handy. That's correct, though. Now, can you play it? That's easy, isn't it? Yeah, but that question didn't beat the band, Gary. Oh, I know. We were just kidding that time. Now, now here come the toughies. Uh, say, Gary, how about my kitty? <laughs> oh, well, now, looky here. Here's Country Washburn. He's stepping out from behind that old bass fiddle. So, uh, you want to run that kitty again, Country? Have you got the bass drum handy so the boys can toss in a half dollar when they miss? They sure have. Well, the boom of the old bass drum folks will tell you when someone's question beats the band. Uh, say, Country, uh, how come you're so interested in running a kitty? A little extra revenue. <laughs> yeah, I know, but a- any man in the band might get that kitty. You're taking a chance. Well, the man that gets the most right answers gets the kitty, don't he? That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not taking a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see, Country, what we shall see. And remember, if no one in the band answers correctly, everybody feeds the kitty. Now, Fort Pearson will keep count, and the man who answers the most questions correctly takes the kitty at the end of the program. Now, friends, this portion of the program is absolutely unrehearsed. The boys do not know the question. You ready, fellas? How about Shoot it? the query to us, Gary. <laughs> All right, Elmo. And here comes question number one. From Winnebago, Minnesota, comes a question that is so close to home, it'll probably beat the band. Mr. Darrell Sechrist wants to know what song is suggested when Elmo Tanner whistles on our program. Let's see some hands if anybody knows it. What song is suggested? Well, Elmo Tanner himself put his hand up there. Maybe he knows what song suggested when he whistles on the program. What is it? I think that would be Whistle While You Work. <laughs> That's fair enough, right? Oh, now, can you, can you whistle it? That's got it, all right. <laughs> Good enough. And it looks like Mr. Darrell Sequest fails to beat the band, but he does get $10 for having his question used and gives Elmo Tanner 10 points up there on the big scoreboard. And here comes... Question number two. It's one which is answered by one of the favorite harmony tunes of convivial gatherings. Ben Siegel of Orange, New Jersey, wants to know what a nearsighted baseball player might say as he rounded third base. 
<laughs> a lot of nearsighted looks coming up here. So, oh, look, here's Red Angle over here with his hand up. All right, Red. What a nearsighted baseball player would say when he rounded third, huh? Home sweet home. Oh, no, don't, 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 don't. That, that, that's awfully good. That's awfully good, but I'm afraid it didn't get it. The answer is show me the way to go home. He's nearsighted, oh. is he? It's got a curve in it. Huh? Oh, you got a curve on going at me. You got a going at Mr. Ben Siegel of Orange, New Jersey, who beats the band, gets double money plus a case of kicks. Twenty dollars. And look, hey, Red, feed the kitty, will you? All right. There's your fifty cents on the drum. Now here we go. Question number three. If any of you boys sang in a choir at one time or another, you'll probably be able to answer this question rather quickly. Miss Betty Lee Forbes of Dayton, Ohio, sent it in, and she expects to beat the band. Well, here it is. If you sat in a dark corner and turned on a light, what would you do? The answer is an old hymn. If you sat in a dark corner and turned on a light, what would you do? There's Pete Beale in back in the trombone section. His hand's going up sky high. It looks like a Statue of Liberty. As soon as I walk around here, we'll be all right. Well, I'm not sure of this, but I think it's bright in the corner where you are. Pete, well, you're absolutely astounding. You've got it. <laughs> You've got it. Now, now wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, don't applause. Don't applaud. He's got to play it yet, but just just wait. I don't think he can do it. That's it. I don't think I can either. <laughs> On your trombone. Oh, I couldn't sing it, huh? Couldn't sing it. No, sir, you're a trombone player. All right, let's give up. This infringement's got me worried. You know that. <laughs> That's all right. I'm sorry, Gary. Oh, you I had the first three notes. Uh -huh. That was right. Now try a little harder. Come right on. In the corner, wait. That's where my, that's you my are. That's All right, right, we'll let that go. Okay, huh? <laughs> we'll let that go, and Pete Bielman gets 10 points right up there on the old scoreboard. Now, here comes one from Dr. Curtis W. Clark of Paoli, Pennsylvania, and he should know. He asks this question. What might a dentist sing to a tooth when he is having difficulty with an extraction? What would a dentist sing to a tooth when he's having difficulty with an extraction, huh? Here's Elmo Tanner's hand going up again. All right. Ain't you coming out? It's <laughs> coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. <laughs> That's for a few hours. Can you whisper it, of course? You're not supposed to sing. We need to ask the parents. Good enough. All right. And it looks like Elmo Tanner got 10 points up there on the old scoreboard. I'm sorry, Gary. It's time to break it up. The first oh, round's over. Now, while we count the score, there's music by Ted Weems and the orchestra and Perry Como sing at the Balalaika. At the Balalaika, where there is magic in the sparkling wine and mellow music in the candles shine, I have a rendezvous. At the Balalaika, who knows what ecstasy tonight may bring, what lovely melody my heart may sing before the night is through. I hear a violin, a hunting gypsy violin, and when it sighs its strangely tender song, I know that I belong at the Balalaika. Oh, let me linger there till break of day. Where hearts are young and Balalaikas play, I have a rendezvous. 
Little bells of Arkham Oh, let me linger there till break the day Where hearts are young and bell of Arkham's play I have a rendezvous. Well, here are the first round scores. The band has been beaten one time. The boys have answered three correctly. Round two comes up with the band ahead. All right, take it, Jerry. Well, Ford, I'm afraid I've got a correction to make on you that you don't know about. A little bad news to spread around. Just been talking to the board of judges, and they say that when Pete Fieldman answered that question right in the corner where you are, the answer was correct, but the melody wasn't even within calling distance of it. <laughs> so they're going to they're take back. They're going to take back your 10 points on the scoreboard, give you five, Pete, and send double money, uh, $20 or a case of kicks, to Miss Betty Lee Forbes of Dayton, Ohio, who gets a last-minute reprieve from the governor and beats the band after all. All right, now, therefore making it two and two. All right, now, here we go with question number one in group number two. And it's a question that will probably be answered by someone with little blessings running around the house. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Donald Murray of Chicago, Illinois, says, If the quintuplets started cutting up, breaking up their toys, and in general defying Dr. Defoe, what recent tune would describe the situation? Mm -hmm. How many men in the band here are fathers? Let's see a showing of hands. Well, there's one, two, three, there's about six. Oh, you ought to know. You ought to know. Here it is. If the quintuplets started cutting up, breaking up their toys, and in general defying Dr. Defoe, what recent tune would describe the situation? Heard somebody in the audience say it just a minute ago. <laughs> Time's up. Mutiny in the nursery. Mutiny in the nursery. The whole band feeds the kitty. Everybody, come on. There you go. All your 50 cents in there. <laughs> okay. Red Angle gets his in there last. Right on. And it looks, looks like Mrs. Donald Murray of Chicago, Illinois, gets double money. She beats the band plus a case of kicks. Remind me to look into that kitty. I heard one that didn't have such a good tone in there, too, when it, when it hit. All right, question number two. In group number two comes Love with a capital L, and a recently very famous song will give you the answer. Mrs. Richard E. Icorn of Poultney, Vermont, sends this question. When the little boy next door asked baby Snooks to marry him... She said, you can't win my heart because... What did she say? There go all the hands at once. All right. Here's Perry Como over here. Perry? My heart belongs to Daddy. That's right. Good enough. Now, can you sing it? Oh, no, look. I, oh, you can't sing it. Can, I tell you, the, the lyrics are restricted. It's nasty or something. Can can you uh, hum it or dum de dum it? Or... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good enough, so give Perry Como his first ten points up there on the old scoreboard. And here comes question number three from Hastings, Nebraska. This query is, and it was sent to us by Darrell Cleveland. Mr. Cleveland tells us that the children of a certain family enjoy theatricals, and they seem to have inherited a special ability for love scenes. Now, how come the special ability for love scenes? A recently popular song is the answer. Why are the four children in the family awfully good at playing love scenes? So now be a five pause for a two-handed game of poker. Hmm? Everybody give up again? Oh, romance runs in the family. Romance runs in the family. Can anybody play romance runs in the family? Just so people will know I'm not making it up. Romance runs in the family. Darling, what can I do? See, there you are. You know it, don't you, Marvel? Am I right? Is that right? That's right. 
Okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure. I'm never sure of myself. All right, everybody, be the kitty. Come on. And Daryl Cleveland of Hastings, Nebraska, gets double money, $20 plus a case of kicks. They're really giving you boys an awful lacing today. Now, here's a question that, if it doesn't beat the band, I'll feed the kitty myself. Miss Peggy Morris of St. Albans, New York, wants to know the song title that tells where the little man who wasn't there came from. It's not too old and it's not too new, boys. Where did the little man who wasn't there come from? song title tells. And don't tell me the one about how he, he keeps his car in a two-car mirage. Huh? Oh, that's right. Oh, here's Art Winter's hand going up back here in the back section. All right, Art, we're coming right back to you, son. Uh, where's the little man I who wasn't there? Uh, out of nowhere. That's right, All right, Good enough. Now, can you play it on your trumpet? We have time for just one more question, as I gather it, and here it is. Here comes question number number five. Well, Gary, I don't believe you do have time. The clock says you don't. Oh. Comes again, more scores to count, more music to play. This time, Ted Weems and the boys give us a musical picture of Monstro the Whale, with Marvel Maxwell and Red Engel supplying the details. Jellyfish shake and make the sharks grow pale. It's the undersea public enemy called Monstrel the Whale. Weak fish try and halibut sighs. He just flips his tail. All around his breath and they're scared to death of Monstrel the Whale. For all his crimes made empty them, he would stretch from Maine to Barcelona. For he's the whale that swallowed the whale, swallowed the whale, swallowed Jonah. Look out for him whenever you swim and forward all your mail. Better have it come to the tummy tum tum of Monstro the Whale. Off the island of Bermuda, Monstro ate a barracuda. Indigestion laid him low, he's off the seafood, yes sir. Now he thinks there's nothing finer than a great big ocean liner. He just takes them as they come and he washes them down with the barrel of rum. Oh, and the barrel of rum. Oh, 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 my. Many brave hearts are asleep. Oh, 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 my. The poor sailor's widows who weep were all his crimes late end to end. They would set him from end of Barcelona. Oh, he's the whale that swallowed the whale. That swallowed the whale that swallowed Jonah. Look out for him whenever you swim and forward all your mail. Better have it come to the tummy dump on the monster of the whale. 
the band recuperates in anticipation of round three, I'd like to conduct a little quiz of my own. Gary, you think you're so smart, let me ask you a few questions about kinks. Uh-oh. Tell me now, what shape does this delicious new ready-to-eat corn cereal come in? Uh, uh, well, it's, uh... There, uh, there, there, you almost yeah. have it. Blowing, Is it bubble? Correct, absolutely. You're absolutely right, sir. Kicks does come not in flakes or shreds, but in tiny, round, crisp, golden bubbles. All right, try this one. How many food values have been added to kicks? Food values? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh... uh no, don't uh, give up, you're close. Uh, Let uh, me see now. I suppose you're playing golf, someone's in the way, and you yell... Uh, Get out of my way. Four, four. Right yeah. again. Four food values. It's vitamins B and D and calcium and phosphorus. Well, Gary, you're going so well. Try just one more, will you? Yeah. Kicks now comes in a sensational new package. The only package designed, in fact, to keep your cereal fresh and crisp and delicious even after you've opened up the outside package. This is accomplished by packing the Kix bubbles into separate wax-sealed cartons inside the package. Do you know how many cartons there are now in one package of Kix? Uh, how many? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, close. Uh, three, 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 uh, Gary, you certainly do know your kicks. And thanks a million for helping me out. <laughs> We're in the money. A good many of you folks are in the money, too, especially four of you whose questions have managed to beat the band. However, four questions have been answered correctly. So, Gary Moore, we await your pleasure. I hope thanks for it, and here we go with question number one. Uh, boys, if you know your entertainers, you might do all right on this question. Harry Williams of Mount Savage, Maryland, sends it in. Now, listen, he is not a musician. He is not a dancer. He is not a singer or a whistler. But he really swings out, and he really swings high. Who is he? <laughs> Pete Fieldman's hand's the first one going up, all right, Pete. I was robbed, robbed on that last one, you know. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Uh, the man on the flying trapeze. That's right. Good enough. Now, can you play it on your trombone, your flying trapeze? <laughs> Give Pete his ten points up there after all. Looks like you're going to get ten points or die, huh? All right, now here's another question. And it's a tricky one from way out west where men are men and women are awfully glad of it. Uh, if, you if you don't believe me, ask any California Chamber of Commerce. Constance Crane of Santa Ana, California, asks this one. And it's tough, so it's, it's got a twist to it, so, so pay attention. The Lone Ranger's horse carefully winds his way through a field of goldenrod. What old favorite does this suggest? There's Comfy Washburn's hand going up all the way over here. This was the first one up right on the right on the spot here. All right, Comfy, as soon as I can get to you with my little portable mic, I'll have the answer, I think. That should be silver threads among the gold. That's right, the Lone Ranger's horse, silver threads among the gold. Can you play it on your old bass fiddle? Going old. It sounds like your arteries are hardening there on that bull fiddle you got away with it. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll give him ten points up there on the old scoreboard, and the person who sent in that question gets ten dollars for sending us the question, although she did not beat the band. Now, here's another question. It's a combination of air-mindedness and a real down-to-earth attitude. Mr. Arthur Johnston of the Bronx, New York City, asks for a reason for this. A man entered an airplane carrying a pick and a shovel. 
When asked why, he explained with a popular song. And what did he say? Why did he? Why was he going up in an airplane with a pick and a shovel? Give me an answer. Large chunk of silence here. Time's very expensive on the radio. You ought to use it. Huh? Time. All right. Time's up. I'm sorry. He's taking a pick and shovel up in the airplane because there's a gold mine in the sky. <laughs> well, that's right. Don't tell me. Feed the kitty. Feed the kitty. I got the answers right here in front of me. Put that washer in there. I said, look, if you, if you think I'm kidding, look, not only a washer, not only a washer, but here's a, a coat check. Look at that. It's a fine thing. Well, it's all right. You saved yourself 50 cents, but you're not going to be able to get your coat back from the check room. So I interesting. Some of the coats, I guess it's a fair deal all the way around. All right. Here, here comes another question. Now, if one of you lads is particularly adept at history, get out a half dollar and try this one. Maury Lurie of Chicago asks it. If Napoleon had said to his famous sweetheart, let me carry you away in the clouds, my dear. What popular song of about 25 years ago would express his sentiment in modern form? And there goes Art Winner's hand going right square up in the air. Art Winner, we're coming right back at you. Uh, incidentally, I suppose you know some of these tunes of 25 years ago, let's hope. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, come to feed my flying machine. That's right. Now, can you play it on your trumpet? <laughs> And very pretty, too. All right. And so it goes. So it goes. He gets ten points. He gets ten points up there on the old scoreboard. Now, here's our last question, it looks like. Comes an out curve from Escanaba, Michigan. And what I mean, it's really a curve, fellas. So watch it. Mr. H.F. Kirsten wants to know what favorite song of a great Scotch entertainer would represent an Italian out for a walk in the early evening. What song made famous by... There goes Jack O'Brien's hand up here, all over here by the old piano. All right, Jack, I'm coming right over to you, son. What, what's the answer, huh? Roman in the gloaming. A what? Roman in the gloaming. That's right, a Roman, an Italian, a Roman in the gloaming. Can you play it, huh? All right, well, let it go. Good enough. And Jack O'Brien gets ten points up on the scoreboard, just under the... Time, board. time. It's all over but the shouting, Gary. Once more, we tally to tempo. Ted Weems and the boys play, and appropriately, Stop, It's Wonderful.
final scores. Thirteen questions were used for which General Mills will pay $130. Exactly five questions beat the band and won double money or $20 and a case of kicks. That makes a grand total of 180 bucks. Now, let's see. Elmo Tanner and Art Winter tied. They had 20 points each, as the scoreboard shows. So both of the gentlemen will come down and pick up what's in the kitty. That's right. And you folks whose questions we used tonight, even though your question did not beat the band, you still will receive $10 for that question. And you folks who haven't tried it yet, send in your question at once, won't you? I want you to help me beat the band. Get in America's new novel and fascinating radio game. Try to beat the band. Remember, if we use your question, you receive $10. If your question is able to beat the band, you receive double money, $20, and a case of kicks. That sensationally popular new ready-to-eat corn cereal. Don't waste a minute. Send that question to beat the band, Minneapolis, Minnesota. All questions become the property of General Mills. And, of course, we reserve the right to reword them. This is Fort Pearson speaking for Ted Weems and his band, Gary Moore and General Mills, wishing you good luck when you try to beat the band. that thing off, somebody. Yes, folks, you guessed it. Seven o'clock in the morning in time to get up. Not too pleasant a thought so close to Blue Monday, I admit. But wait, here's why I brought the subject up. If you'd like to sort of cheer up this low spot of the day, for breakfast, try General Mills' new ready-to-eat corn cereal, Kick. K-I-X. Kick. It's just different enough just enough of a real, honest-to-goodness pleasant change to make an otherwise dull breakfast quite a different story. You see, Kick comes not in the usual shreds or flat flakes, but in tiny, round, golden bubbles. These tiny bubbles stay crisp, really crisp, in milk or cream. And they taste, well, suffice it to say, they taste simply swell. Try them, will you? Give yourself something to look forward to in the morning. No fooling, Kick really is deliciously different more so than any other cereal you've ever had in all your life. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-'em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-'em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.